With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. We begin with the COVID-19 update today. No positives out of the 262 COVID-19 tests carried out since our last report on Tuesday. The islands are now at the 70% mark when it comes to vaccinations for COVID-19, at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. 67% have completed the two-dose course. The closure of the borders due to the COVID-19 pandemic was difficult for everyone, but particularly so for those in the tourism sector, and they are still feeling the impact today. Dr. Michael Tibbetts of Clearly Cayman Resorts and Captain Kel Thompson of the Wyndham Reef Resort Grand Cayman are the founders of a website called Reopen Cayman. I spoke with Dr. Tibbetts earlier today about their decision this week to stop publishing new content at the end of this month. When started last fall uh, in, I think, October, November of 2020, when Captain Kel Thompson and and I were speaking and realized that there was a need to try to uh, disseminate information about COVID-19, about what was happening in the rest of the world, what was happening successfully and unsuccessfully in other destinations that were reopening, and really contribute to a conversation within the community, within Cayman, to um, understand the virus, understand the the risks of reopening and also the consequences for the closure to people in the tourism industry that the lives that were affected to tell some of their stories that this is not just about the big resorts but this is impacting individual lives and businesses with with unfortunate consequences so we really wanted to share that story with things changing so rapidly dr tibbett says he felt compelled to provide the public with information to help in decision making We've had a, a very significant response in terms of engagement, in terms of, you know, community participation and, and some questions, debates, you know, feedback. We hired a digital marketing agency to help us with this campaign that built the website, that put together the social media materials. I kind of was the, the editor to ensure that they were consistent with best medical practice, that we were not in any way contributing to misinformation that's out there, that we were really sourcing all of our materials from validated sources when we were presenting information about the vaccines or about any of the epidemiology or medical implications. So we really tried to be thorough in that approach. But we were able to get, you know, the message was really targeted towards individuals in Cayman. And we really saw a lot of engagement. So what made you decide to cease um, publishing new content? What's changed? I think we can celebrate that we've been tremendously successful in the Cayman Islands with the vaccination campaign. Um, I was just looking this morning and, you know, we have a higher percentage of our population fully vaccinated than Bermuda, Turks and Caicos, the United Kingdom, Canada, the United States. I mean, any other country in the region and, and just about anywhere in the world. And as we have really invested in this campaign, you know, we've again seen tremendous uptake and tremendous willingness of the Cayman population to get vaccinated. We certainly want to continue to encourage vaccination. We want to continue to support that message. But just from us and our investment personally, we feel like we've accomplished what we set out to do in, you know, probably just playing one small part. But even if it's just a few people that we helped convince, we feel like it was worth it, you know, to get to this really almost world-leading status of vaccinating our population. Dr. Tibbet says he believes it will be tough for Cayman to cross the 80% vaccination rate without some sort of mandate from government, but he remains hopeful. It's certainly been um, a challenging experience, and, and I pray that better days are ahead.
for all of us. While the government has announced a phased reopening plan, Dr. Tibbet says it is dependent on that 80 percent vaccination rate. While he says his family remains committed to the Cayman Islands, they have purchased a resort in Turks and Caicos and are, and are advising customers who book trips here that they can go to TCI instead if the border reopening plan doesn't happen on schedule. Cayman's most vulnerable population is under the microscope in the House of Parliament as government approves an increase of $565,000 to the Community Assistance Program. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego reports. Due to a range of complex social economic factors brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, Minister for Investment, Innovation and Social Development, the Honorable Andre Ebanks, says it's made the circumstances for the vulnerable even worse and even more acute. As particularly older persons, those with those who are differently abled and those who are unemployed in low-income families. We as a country, I don't think, have addressed the long-standing generational poverty issues that exist in this country. And because of that, COVID has exacerbated the situation. Minister Ebanks says he was advised by the Needs Assessment Unit Director that money would run out by about September this year. So rather than wait to have to have to call another finance committee, it was just to grab the bull by the horns and bite the bullet and get the funding that is needed now. The increased funding by $565,000 to the Community Assistance Program, Minister Ebanks says, is but a bridge to what government wants to reform and re- Reimagine welfare in the country. Already, with the work of a brilliant team led by Ian Tibbetts under e-government, being able to show and work collaboratively with the needs assessment unit staff about how services can be digitized, how mobile applications can be employed, how there can be online registers to make things easier for our most vulnerable to apply for services. Minister Ibang says the idea is to seek the funding that is required as a bridge now, not overfund it, while they work past through reforms and pass modern legislation. So that ho- the, near, the longer term future is that hopefully we are not back here over time, that we're seeing a reduction in this budget by a joint approach between Needs Assessment Unit, Department of Work, and also the Children and Family Services. But we do see the need for the funding now, so why not wait? Just get what we need now for our people. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. The Pride Parade is ready to gather and celebrate this weekend, but there are rules. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Sullins has more on that. All participants must have received their second vaccination dose by no later than Saturday, July 17th in order to participate in the parade. No carnival-type costumes are allowed, for example, no exposed midriffs, chest areas, no exposed private parts, no revealing clothing, no indecent, obscene graphics or writing on clothing. Only approved pride-related accessories will be appropriate for the parade. No physical interaction between registered participants and spectators. All registered participants in the parade must remain in the parade for its duration. Any registered person who leaves the parade will not be permitted to rejoin. No alcohol will be served prior to or during the parade. Any inebriated persons will be asked to leave. Parade participants are required to refrain from improper conduct and public indecency, including public displays of affection and vulgar dancing. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service have the right to remove, arrest anyone in violation of Rule Number 3, no physical interaction. All participants are required to present their identification and vaccination cards to Health Services Authority in order to be tagged prior to the march. 
For Radio K-Man News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. As per regulations from the Ministry of Health and Tourism, children below the age of 12 are not permitted to participate in the parade. Children 12 years of age and above will need to be vaccinated in order to participate and must be accompanied by a parent who is registered for the parade. The University College of the Cayman Islands gears up to host its inaugural homecoming for alumni in Cayman and beyond. This year's event, which differed from the last event we had in 2016, is the beanbag toss. And included with that is a sponge pot. These events focus more on brain versus brawn, which is a good mixture that we want. We want to attract uh, the whole array of the civil service because we are a big body after all. UCCI Director of Marketing Marion Darquin says the featured elements include a gala dinner, live entertainment, a fundraising auction, specialty foods provided by the School of Hospitality Studies, and opportunities to sponsor campus-related programs. For more, check out ucci.edu.ky forward slash alumni. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings.